We're back. Episode eight, the final episode of season one, Pie to Pie. We end it big with quarantine pizza. That is Brandon and Carolina, a duo, partners in crime, partners in love. They're married, they work together, they thrive together, they make some of the best pizza in LA together. Uh, I caught up with them at Benny Boy right before their service and we sat down and had a great conversation. We talked about everything to starting off in quarantine, pivoting into this new career, inspiration, working with sourdough, and just putting yourself out there. Um, the dynamic of these two is, is something special. You could tell like they really care about what they're doing. The, the knowledge that Brandon has, the operations that Carolina brings, it's just, it's Batman and Robin. It's the dynamic duo. Um, I'm just super stoked to live in a city where people are doing stuff like quarantine. Uh, they're just incredible people. They were so gracious with their time. This is one of the longer pods we did. It's packed full of important, awesome information. I really hope that you enjoy this final episode, this final conversation of season one as much as I had having it. Ladies and gentlemen, the incredible, the amazing, the wonderful quarantine pizza. Love you guys. Hope you enjoy. LA forever. You guys know the deal. 15 questions, one minute to answer each one. Oh, wow. Oh. Let's do it. Are you guys ready? Let's as do it. As ready as we ever will be. Okay. <laughs> Usually we start this off with a gift, and I know y'all make sourdough pizza, so hopefully you don't have this book, but I got you the Sourdough School by Vanessa Kimball. Uh, I'm not saying you uh, haven't mastered the art, but it's always good to keep on learning. So that's my thank you for, for letting me steal some time today. Let's do it. All right. What attracted you to pizza and who ultimately taught you how to make it? I've just always enjoyed pizza as one of my favorite foods. So I've always just been attracted to the idea of being able to make myself great pizza since I just like to eat pizza so much. And I wasn't ever like formally taught how to make pizza. I kind of had to figure it out on my own, but I was lucky enough to work at Soto. And when I worked there with Chef uh, Steve, he, I could, I could watch a lot of people working and I kind of learned like visually over time and just kind of taught myself that way. But working there and seeing my first like wood fired pizza that just like completely changed my mind on like what I thought of pizza being, I guess. Were they working with sourdough there? Uh, yeah, they don't really like advertise it as sourdough, okay. but it is just like naturally leavened, just did you essentially did, sourdough yeah in the, in that process did you find because that's not an easy process to really like get to understand did mm -hmm. you learn how that worked there i kind of learned like um just management of like sourdough starters yeah. you know and just generally like how you feed it and how you use it and like because they would do it's kind of crazy because they just had one dude who would just like you were just like how does this guy do it like he literally just pours bags of flour in the mixer like yeah doesn't really seem to measure anything, but just every day makes like bomb pizza. And then it was just cool because kind of learned about pizza and bread there because they would 
like spread the coals in the oven overnight and use like the residual heat to cook bread the next day. Yeah. So it's just like full circle of just like a little bit of everything. What keeps you guys motivated every day? You know, we're a couple and started this pop up and waking up in the morning knowing that like I'll be working with my husband is kind of cool and uh, seeing our little business grow from something so small that started at the pandemic and then like people messaging us being like, hey, when is this next thing happening or can you bring this pizza back or et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's something that like motivates us to be like, let's keep doing this. This is something fun that like we created during the pandemic and we're, you know, still here. Let's just keep going. Like, yeah. That that brings me to another question, which I didn't have on here because I didn't know for sure. But yes. is it tough? <laughs> is it yes. tough working with your husband or your wife? Oh, does it, does definitely. It, does, yeah. it, does that create tension that, that you take home with you or do you leave it in the tent? Like there's, there's moments of learning because like he has always worked in kitchens. I come from like a production background where I work in the art department. So like my world is completely different from what I've uh, learned to love here. And it's just like learning to communicate with him at a whole different level of like before it was like us in a relationship. Now it's us in a relationship and working together and trying to figure out a balance of like, is my husband talking or is this like my... Um, co-owner talking or is this just a moment where like we both understand like we are a couple and we're co-owners of this business it's just like sometimes we have to pause and be like this is your wife talking like let's do this yeah, yeah. so it's it's definitely tough but it, oh, like we over the years we've kind of learned to communicate better i think a big part of it too is just like realizing that like it's not a traditional like kitchen environment or business and just sometimes you get lost like wearing so many different hats so you just gotta like keep in mind like it's not just like you're working with someone because at the end of the day it's also like my my significant other you know like so it's like very tricky at times but it's also like super dope like i wouldn't trade it for anything else that's awesome. Like just enjoying it while we can, you know? Yeah. I love the sediment. Uh, is that my husband talking? Is that the co-owner talking? Is that my wife talking? Like being able to separate that must be a talent in itself, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we have to like remind each other and that's where we verbally say like, you know, this is your wife talking, like, you know, so it's just, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what kind of flour do you use and why? Um, we kind of just like went through a lot of different types and we still kind of rotate them pretty on and off but our base now is we're doing um what's it called it's a abc flour organic one from central milling i think it's um american baker's craft or something like that mm -hmm. but it's a nice like malted like bread flour that doesn't have too much protein so it's like strong but i like the flavor it has and then we kind of rotate our different flowers that we use kind of whatever is seasonal or what we want to work with with Grisantol so we always use a portion of like locally milled flour from them and we've been using their Sonora flour for like over six almost months. like six months yeah. now just because we've kind of fallen in love with that one shout out Grisantol they yeah. uh that is an urban miller that is a very cool thing if you don't know about them how did you find out about Grisantol I 
worked with them a while ago with a chef who used them and he would um we would get their flowers and use it mostly for like uh pasta and like bread and stuff huh? like that and i just kind of like working with them because they're really nice people and mm -hmm. they're super like knowledgeable and always can like tell us things about whatever we have questions about yeah just because we never really know what we're doing we're always just kind of like trying to figure it out same here but man. yeah they they have consistently good stuff your first post was april 23rd of 2020 yes what was some like post on instagram <laughs> that is uh what was something back then that you totally thought you had figured out that today you could say you had no idea what you were doing honestly just about everything because <laughs> i look back at that and i'm like we had no idea what we were doing yeah, Oper was, from like an operational like standpoint. Yeah. And it, it, the whole page started out with, you know, our friends, friends being like, hey, we want to like, you know, get some of this pizza. And my husband and I were just like, oh, let's just, you know, make up uh, Instagram page. And the next thing you know, we started calling it quarantine pizza because it was literally the middle of quarantine and like just doing that. It was just one of those things where you're like, oh, let's just see how this goes. But we didn't think of like, oh, we're going to make it like this. We're going to do this. Like over time, we're like trying to curate it. But then at the same time, nowadays, we're both like, let's just post whatever. Like nothing has to be perfect. It's all about having fun, getting people engaged in a, either a conversation or, hey, that picture is awesome. Or I can't wait to try that pizza. Like just that kind of thing. But looking back at that like one of the first few posts is kind of like realizing like you know we at that point we're only making like 30 pizzas and now we can make up to 200 plus in one night so it's just like cool to think about <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah quarantine makes sourdough pizza obviously <laughs> um can you tell me what the hardest part about working with sourdough is definitely having to so like we have a base recipe of course but basically learning over time, I guess, based on like feel and stuff, just cause you, you never know how it's going to come out every single time. And just the learning like to deal with like the humidity, the weather, like right now it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's just perfect weather. Like it's, we can get super long, slow fermentation, but during summer it's definitely tricky cause we'll just have to adjust our recipes, like add a little more salt, a little less like starter, like kind of ferment it differently, just like to try to get the same product. But yeah. just knowing that even if you do everything the way you think is right, like you never really know how it's going to come out. I guess that's the fun of sour. But yeah, that's the yeah. fun of it too. It's just, it's just wild. Uh, literally. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> and then why did you choose to use sourdough? For my perspective, like I just really enjoy the, f the depth of flavor that you get with it. I like um, kind of the texture you have with it. It's a little chewier, a little softer instead of like your typical like crispy, like crunchy pizza. And supposedly it's like easily digestible and like not good for you by any means, but better than a traditional pizza. But Personally, I just, I really like the flavor that you get through the depth of like all the fermentation. Yeah, especially with those flowers you're using. Did you grow your own starter or did you get it from somewhere? 
Uh, we grew it. Yeah. Awesome. We, how long have we had it? Like Either 2015 or 16. I oh, can't Oh, you've remember. had it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we, we've always just kind of made bread, bread just for fun at home, just for ourselves. But kind of realized like bread's kind of hard to make <laughs> and yeah. I can eat way more pizza than I can just like bread. So I'm like, seemed like the right pivot, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah, does your starter have a name? It does. It's uh, Leia. Just because nice. we're Star Wars nerds and yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever lost? Have, have you almost ever lost Leia? Oh yeah. Almost. Or yeah. like had to like lost. Bring her back yeah. to life. Yeah. Luckily, um, we have like, like a couple starter. of random friends of ours like yeah. ask for starters. So like some contingency room. plans. Couple. I think in so many week. random stashes in all the yeah. fridges. Like just a like, lot of backup plans. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Those are a must when, yeah. when using sourdough starter. Yeah. Is it tough to get commercial ingredients as a pop-up? And when I'm talking about commercial ingredients, your, your tomatoes, yeah. your, your pepperoni, your... I know I saw you guys use yeah. grande. Yeah, we, we use pretty standard stuff. I feel like we use Bianco de Napoli tomatoes, like grande cheese. We use Ezo pepperonis. Like, so if, I think that was like on one of the other questions you were asking, like definitely part of the learning curve for us was like starting by making like a small amount to like learning like oh we need to set up like wholesale accounts mm -hmm. gotta find like the right purveyor that like fits our needs carries what we want you know so it was, wasn't hard finding that purveyor no not really do just because i had experience one? like okay, that's right with yeah, my culinary is. background to luckily like yeah so we use primarily tama trading got it just because they're like a smaller purveyor and just pretty pizza centered so yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of fun and we use like a uh, worldwide for a couple other things. And other than that, we pretty much just get everything else at the farmer's market. How do y'all define, uh, uh, define success? I think success is working with my wife and my friends, being able to pay my bills and having a fulfilling job that allows me to just do all of that. Yeah. He, he said it very well. Yeah, well said. <laughs> looking back it's one of those things where you're like we are successful we have we are having fun we're not taking everything too seriously but we're serious enough that we can continue on to grow this small pop-up yeah what is one piece of advice that you can give to pizza makers looking for places to pop up don't be scared to message a business or email them and being like, hey, I'm starting up, like it'd be great to pop up here. You know, um, I think one thing we did one day, I did it, was like literally just email everyone I, and message everyone online that we knew that hosted pop ups. And yeah, like half of them didn't even reply back. But like, at least we, we start, we put our foot in the door and we sit, we brought a face and we're like, hey, we're doing this thing and it'd be great if, you know, you'd want to like partner with us and have us like you host us, you know? So that's one thing that we did. And I think that was very successful on our end in a sense of, you know, not being afraid to just putting yourself out there. Yeah. Great advice. When, uh, when you guys pop up, uh, somewhere do you ask for a guarantee or do you fly by the seat of your pants the terms of our pop-ups i guess is like luckily the places that host us are just super nice and don't really ask for anything from us and we just kind of hope for the best 
like we understand that having a pop-up isn't is different from a traditional restaurant and business in a sense of every pop-up you have is going to be a risk so luckily over time we've been able to kind of forecast better but yeah we kind of just try to guess as best as we can week by week and just hope we make enough food to not sell out and just feed as many people as we can mm -hmm. yeah and research on the specific spot yeah like being like okay on this on a friday like of course a brewery is going to do way better than on a tuesday so it's like okay we're, we're bringing in that friday crowd and then we're there you know so hopefully we can make up to 60 or 100 pizzas kind of gauging it from there sometimes we would even like go to the place whether it was like a wine bar or a, a some other place and we would you know scope it out we would scope the the place out and just be like okay cool like this is the crowd this is how much we should probably like bring and hopefully we sell all of it that's very smart yeah. Basically, you do some reconnaissance. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like check, check out the bar. Be like, oh, yeah. yeah so, so this is not a Friday night crowd. It no, is definitely. Because, uh, like, it just helps is, like, just knowing what you're walking into and yeah. kind of, like, knowing, like, instead of just showing up and be like, oh, where am I setting up? Or, like, how am I doing? Like, just we, we like to try to be as prepared as we can just because it's a lot of tiring work and you got to do whatever you can to make it easier. It's definitely. What? are your three favorite ingredients? Uh, basil. <laughs> three favorite ingredients. Pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> Pineapple. Those are good. Pineapple for sure. Hell yeah. Um, pickles. Just feel like we use a lot of random pickled stuff on various pizzas and it's just a nice textural acidic contrast for pizzas. And Hot honey? I guess, I'm sorry, I'm saying four. Yeah. But <laughs> pepperoni. Pepperoni, pineapple, and pickles. That's That's, that's going to be my three. <laughs> I went with the classic. Basil, pep, and cheese. Hell yeah. Yeah. What is your advice to someone who wants to make better pizza? I would say start by just with the basics. Like, have a, a good dough. Because that's for us at least in our business like we think that's a good foundation because there seems to be pizzas that can be a lot more topping focused and really like you can you can make a lot of toppings taste good on a pizza but it, i think it's good to just have a good foundation to work off and just start with things that you're comfortable working with and once you get your knowledge good on that then you can kind of like tweak things and try to be a little more creative and go from there what do you think is a good estimate for startup money for this business model? Doesn't have to be like what you spent, maybe yeah. like what you would want, what, what's, if somebody was doing it today. I think five grand or so sounds like a, an amount that you can get the tools you need and have at least some sort of peace of mind safety net in case like it doesn't go as planned but i feel like anywhere between three to five grand is a good start mm -hmm. and then you can kind of like from there over time as your business grows just kind of grow with it you know yeah we use um the rock boxes here for our personal pies and then we make 14 inch pies at smorg that we do by the slice in the dome oh nice you have the dome too. yeah so that's what we use at smorg 
The uh, have you, did you use anything other than Rockbox prior? Like, have you used our an uni very first one we ever had was a uni? Yeah, yeah, that we started with, and you like these better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just all around general these things are built like tanks yeah and they've they been they've like been them. super durable for us and we Any had issues like yeah. our, our first uni basically just like disintegrated over time and the support wasn't very great and if we've ever cracked a stone or anything in the gosney within a week they're pretty much like hey here's a new oven or send this back and i'll fix it for you like they're very just, on it as long as you do your warranty or whatever so They've they've been great with all that stuff, yeah. Where where does the creativity for the pizzas and the food come from? It's, it's all Brandon. I'll I'll be like you know sitting on the couch and he'll randomly be like, "What do you think of?" And then just start listing toppings, and I'm like, "What is he talking about?" And then I realize what he's talking about, and he's like, "You know, on a pizza." And I'm like, "It'll either be like, oh, that sounds amazing, or I'd be like." don't you, you need to scale it down you know but like it's it's all brandon it's, it's it's just um i think it's just food that i like to eat yeah my mom is like vietnamese so i've always gotten to eat a, a bunch of diverse foods and just living in la and orange county my whole life like i think it's just kind of culmination of things i like to eat and things i've kind of learned over time at different restaurants that i've worked at there's a lot of bad ideas but Every now and then there's some good ones that yeah. that kind of make it through. Is there a failure in your career you can share that taught you something or helped you grow? A lot of restaurants I've worked at, I've kind of felt the need to kind of put a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and just kind of like end up overworking myself and taking on just like random responsibility and stuff. And I think definitely at my last job before I went doing this full time, like definitely had a aha moment. And I was just like, I need to just kind of take a risk and just do something for myself instead of just like constantly working so hard for other people, you know? Yeah. So I think that was kind of like a big moment that shifted a lot of things with like my mindset. What is the greatest band or artist of all time? And if you have different Chris? ones. We could, we could Led Zeppelin both. rocks. All right, yeah, he's got them all. Yeah, yeah, yes. Care now. Yeah, I'm like, right. gotta go with the classic punk rock chick. Led Zeppelin, yeah, yeah, yes. I love it. Yeah. Can you shout out someone or a book or a podcast that we as pizza makers need to go check out today to become better bakers or, or just better people? I'm not huge on podcasts, but there's a dude in Canada, Matthew James Duffy. And that guy is just like insane with dough and bread, like just watching his videos and stuff. Like he just seems like he he just can do about anything. And he makes a lot of sourdough pizza, which is really cool. Awesome. What makes you quarantine so good at what you do? It's a collaboration of two individuals who, you know, have a culinary background and I have more of a administrative background and us combining both of our talents together is kind of what makes us who we are. Because um, Brandon focuses more on, you know, making sure that the pizzas are amazing and I'll make sure that, you know, we have everything we need to actually succeed in the process of having the prop up run. 
Yeah. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yes. Uh, you just started up at Schmorg, which is Schmorgasbord is an outside food market every Sunday in downtown LA. Very cool place to be. And um, can you lend some advice to other pop-ups, the process of getting into like such a big event? I feel like it's um, one of those things where it's just like stick to your brand and your concept and make the food that makes you unique as an individual. And don't don't be shy or don't be scared if you don't hear back. Like sometimes who knows how many times you might have to apply, but you just you just have to try. Mm -hmm. Like we never really thought we were going to do it. We just um, we applied. We applied. Luckily, twice. Zach came to um, a pop up we did uh, with Masienda where we were doing our blue corn al pastor pizza. And I think that kind of is what caught his attention. And I think just try to be yourself and make the things that you that make you unique. Like, don't just try to do what everyone else everyone thinks is cool. Like, yeah. just do what you want to do. And I think you just have to have that passion to really shine as a concept. All right, we're going to let them turn the music back on because we are messing with the vibe. <laughs> thank you both for doing this so much. Yeah, thank Wh you. Where do we go to get in touch, to talk to you? Uh, follow us on Instagram, Quarantine Pizza Co. Um, you can also email us again, quarantinepizzaco at gmail.com. Instagram's good. We're at Benny Boy on Fridays and we're at Smorg on Sundays. And that's about it for now. Hell yeah. Thank you for letting me steal your time. Yeah. I know you got to cook pizza now. Nah, thanks for coming by. It was really fun chatting with you. Yes, awesome. Appreciate it. Later, I'm going to go drink some cider. <laughs> <laughs>